storygoers, and welcome back to yet another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, it's a, it's a tired Sunday, or tired Sunday, it's a tired Saturday as we record this. Uh, we both just yawned before we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll stay awake for the whole episode. Um, but if one of us falls asleep, you know, the other one will just pick up the pace, I guess, you know. We can right. pretend to be each other. I don't know. Uh, so before we get into the whole uh, spiel of this episode and its entirety and why it's different, uh, I'd like to ask you, Ryan, how are you and what have you been playing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I got my second COVID shot yesterday, so I'm Woo! recovering from that. Yes, very exciting, but my body is fighting it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Making those mm-hmm. making those things to help it stronger. But because of that, I'm feeling kind of <laughs> zonked out. Um, last week was, the past couple weeks of work have just been like slogs. Um, but mm. it's okay. It's just how it goes. Um, <laughs> but overall, overall, I'm doing good. I'm excited that I got my first shot or my second shot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excited that I got my second shot and can start <laughs> maybe branching out and doing some other exciting things as as the world gets safer, or at least my I myself am safer. Um, yeah. As far as what I've been playing, um, a ton of Stardew Valley still with me and my partner. We're playing a ton of Stardew. We just reached year three. Um, which was very exciting. Um, a little bit of Outriders. I my, when I first tried Outriders, did not enjoy it. Did didn't enjoy the gameplay experience. And I've been playing more of it, and I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And um, our friend Dave and my cousin and our friend Tyler they also got it. So we've played together once um, as we've been trying to coordinate schedules. But it's it's been pretty <laughs> fun. It's um, it's it's got a very like Diablo Destiny vibe. Um, mm-hmm. with like some, I guess I never played the Gears games, but it's like a third person shooter game. So you're like looking over the shoulder. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's a good time. I'm excited to see what it, where it goes. I've been wanting kind of a grindy game. And, um, so it's been, it's been really fun. And then a little bit of Valheim, um, just here and there when, when possible. But yeah, that's, that's how I'm doing. That's what I'm playing. Is, uh, Outriders, how many players is it? Is it as many as you need or is it four, like in a group, I mean, three together? Parties of three. three. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's always so yep. interesting to me. There's parties of three because there has to be groups of four that are just like, well, <laughs> sorry, Rick, you're not coming along. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, and that one of the things with only three, like three players, feels like not a lot, but also like as an adult, it's so hard to get three people to, together. <laughs> so that's, that's a challenge so in itself, but that's okay. Yeah. So that's three, so three's true. been fine so far, but we'll see if. If as oftentimes in, in our friend group, as if like one person gets a game and then more people start talking about it, more people get that game, so we'll see how, how that goes. Yep. So. Yeah, was, I, I keep seeing you guys talk about it this week. I'm like, man, I didn't think Outriders looked that good, but like, maybe I should try it. Everyone else seems to love it. So like, <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't super into Destiny. I enjoyed Destiny because everyone else played Destiny. And that's what I enjoyed is just hanging out with you guys and playing it. I never like was super yeah. into it. Um, good. I mean, it's a good game, don't get me wrong, but like, I just never cared a whole lot about playing it. Um, yeah, and, and and when our our when your cousin, our mutual friend Tyler, uh, posted a picture of it of his like kind of his gear or his loadout, like it looks. I thought it was Destiny too. I literally thought it was Destiny. It looks so much <laughs> like it. It was. I, I just. I was like, yeah, oh, that's Outriders. I, yeah, I really thought they went back, you guys went back to Destiny too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I've been thinking about it. I actually just stopped Game Pass and I wasn't using it for the last two months. But then, which of course happens when everybody else you know finds a game on it that they like. So we have to like try it out and see what I think. Yeah, there's a there's a demo on um, PlayStation that gives you like the first like five or six hours of the game, like oh. the first intro of the game. Let's you try out all the classes. So 
Um, I played the demo two or three times before actually, like, enjoying it because, like, my first playthrough I was, like, hiding behind cover and, like, shooting when really you're just supposed to kind of run around and shoot people. You're not supposed to be, like, super tactical. Um, but it's, it's, give it, give it a try if it's something you're interested in. The, the demo is free and you get quite a bit of game out of it. So it's, it's worth being interested. But oh. Eric, how are you and what have you been playing? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like we say, we both keep saying this lately, but, like, work's been a lot lately. I think it's just the, you know, it's just what happens sometimes. The roller coaster keeps going down, but eventually, man, it has to go back up. <laughs> you, had the, you had the hope, so. Right. Um, but, but besides that, really good. Um, same old, same old. Nothing crazy happening. Um, for games, though, I finally beat Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> you last did. weekend. I did. I did. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. I think good. what you were telling me about it, I think it's such a cute, fun game. It's just kind of enjoyable to throw on and play. It's like a you know spray, spray, uh, pray, jeez, uh, kind of game where you're kind of just throwing everything out there. Um, and it's just so funny because I did it on. I was started at normal, and I texted you and I was like, "Man, this game is like super easy. Like, should I like go to very hard?" And you're like, "Yeah, I think you probably should. Like, if you want a little bit of a more of a challenge." I was like, "Yeah, I kind of. I guess I kind of do." I threw it on. And it was like no different really, except <laughs> for like. The most random parts got insanely hard. Like the hoverboard competition, yeah, got like insanely <laughs> harder, insanely harder. And then the the escaping the sewer also is impossible on hard mode. I don't care. I if, before you get like any of the later like items, I can't even think if anything would help you in that situation. But like I watch, I was watching tutorials. I was watching, like reading through guides online, and just nothing was working. I was getting so frustrated. I had to go back to normal. I just swallow my pride and go back to normal <laughs> to beat it, and then go back to very hard. Like I had, like I, you know, like I wasn't ashamed of myself already. So it was, yeah. But besides that, though, it was a really good game. I'm excited. I thought it was like you can kind of see how like the the movie was cut and pasted into this game and it didn't flow super well so yeah. i'm actually but i did enjoy it still so I'm, it makes me excited for rift in time i think rift apart rift apart it's their <laughs> fault it's their fault for naming them so badly <laughs> no there's so many rifts in these titles i don't know which one's which i'm excited for the new one coming out i think it's it looks much more cohesive much more like it knows what's happening and what's going on and i am excited for that i will say though the the thing that i like the most about the ratchet and clank game the the remake is the redemption of Captain Cork. I think that was that was great, and it was handled yeah. pretty well. I I, I like that you spoilers if you haven't played it. Um, I like that you see his like oh crap like I think I'm making a big mistake by doing this. Like you know I actually do care and and I'm not so self centered as everyone thinks and you know and he's repaying his for his crimes or you know re repenting I guess I should say uh, it was good it was really good though. Um, so yeah beat that and then i just jumped into breath of the wild again i don't know what it was but like hmm, i i need like a zelda game yeah i need like a zelda game to like go to and i just didn't want to spend the money i was gonna buy um link's awakening the new one for the switch but it's 60 dollars. so nintendo doesn't like to discount their actual games <laughs> so i was like eh. so i threw breath of the wild in, and i just been totally immersed i played for like three or four hours last night i played like this morning a little bit my goal is to not do any of the Divine Beasts. I'm just going to get as many hard containers as possible, get that Master Sword, and kill Ganon. Mm. That's my goal. I don't know if it'll work or not. I mean, I think it will. I saw someone do a no-damage run recently, and it's insane. Like, they, they had, like, nothing, and they did it. And so I imagine my goal will be obtainable. And I've died many times already. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really fun. 
Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's what a good game. It's just a game to get lost into. It's like it's just when things are too hard in the real world, jump into high roll. Um, it's good. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's crappy there, but at least not the real world. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so that's how we're doing. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our latest bedtime story of Star Fox sixty four. Um, I did do the best job with uh, explaining that this was the easy run of the game. There's actually th- three runs: easy, intermediate, and hard. Each telling kind of like a the same story, but just in a little bit little bit of different ways so eventually we'll get to the other runs um if i struggle to find new bedtime stories to cover <laughs> probably <laughs> um but hopefully you enjoyed it it did it did very well so which is good yeah, it did really well mm-hmm. yeah so i hope you liked it and uh let us know what you think your thoughts feelings and perspectives on all the games that we cover or all the things we talk about at twitter and on instagram dm us comment on our posts let us know what you think you can also email us at tales from the cartridge at gmail.com all of the e's are threes we would be happy to hear from you to get your perspective and you can earn a free sticker for it which is always super duper cool i will take any and all comments at this point that's not <laughs> promote uh, promote uh, yourself at and then some stupid instagram name that is just made five minutes ago like i can't tell you the moment we post something on instagram it is just bombarded by bots telling us to promote ourselves on their platform i just i i, I refuse i will i will i would rather us stop podcasting than promote ourselves on these bots <laughs> I will never, I will never promote on these bots. And if I do, then you know I'm not me. It's an alien. (laughs) That's my sign. So that's the sign that you know that's not me. So yeah, I just absolutely refuse. So (laughs) I think we both absolutely refuse. I, I definitely refuse. I don't. Do you refuse? Okay. Yeah, I I also refuse. I mean, we'll see if if work in in my life at least continues to get more and more terrible. (laughs) Maybe they'll start looking at maybe seeing if there's there's a route there, but not not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. <laughs> the abyss is there, but we haven't gone into it quite yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so today's episode is a little special, a little different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. I updated our uh, bio recently to say sometimes we're late. Life kind of happens. You never know what really happens. Um, and it's kind of what happened to us <laughs> <laughs> recently. There's just been a lot going on. And, you know, we have... Ryan has been working super hard on his Bastion script for our next episode. Um, but, you know, it's just life's difficult. And, you know, we're both working and it's hard to kind of pick up things sometimes and finish them on time. So we decided to take it easy this week. And you also got your second shot. And that's not easy yeah. to like, get through. And I had a really rough day that worked the other day. I had an old lady scream at me. I was going 30 and a 20. Actually, okay. I was going 30 through a residential. Not too bad. I wasn't like speed racer here. All right. Unmarked miles per hour on this road this lady wait this is the second time this has happened by the way this lady waves at me everyone on my street waves at me i don't get it i don't i don't know anybody so they always wave at me whatever i'm waving back to this lady it's happened twice now okay i'm waving back to this lady and she's not actually waving at me to say hi she's waving at me to slow down she mouths slow down to me every time and i'm always thinking that she's just being nice until after i drive away and i realize oh wait she was telling me to slow down. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. again, I'm not speed racer. I, yeah, I'm just waving at her, smiling, you know, and she's like, slow down. I'm not speed racer. I'm not racing down these streets, like being this juvenile delinquent trying to hurt people. Like, I'm just going, I, I'm going at appropriate speed. I'm not hurting anybody. No one is in any danger. Um, but yeah, so this week, it, it just, that was just the beginning of the end for this week, I swear. Like, it was just like <laughs> downhill from there. Mm-hmm. So, 
Which leads us to... I'm on a whole ramble there. I'm so sorry. This leads us to... It's okay. Why we're doing this episode. To this episode. Actually, Ryan, you want to describe to the viewers what we're... The storygoers what we're doing for this episode? Yeah, so we're going to try something new. We're going to do... It's like a Tales from the Cartridge News. We've like rounded up mm. a bunch of news stories related to video games, related to video game stories that we're kind of excited about or that we were interested in. Inside, we'll share them because I think one of the... Um, one of the things about this podcast is it is, I think, accessible to people who aren't super into games because it's really, it is about games, but it's mostly about the stories inside those games and how those help kind mm-hmm. of help us shape the thing, way we look at the world and help us we have a way to tell stories. So this is kind of a way to give some folks some information on some things that are going on in the gaming world. If you're interested, please let us know if you want to see more things like this. This is certainly something we can do more of if it's something people are interested in. Or if it's if not, you can also let us know that, hey, I really am missing your stories. Let's focus on those. Just let us know so we can have that feedback. But yeah, so we're just yeah. going to, we rounded up three news stories each that we're going to kind of just share and talk through um, as we are both individuals who more or less follow when we can when we have time what's going on in the gaming world because it's such a big part of both of our lives so we thought we would share mm-hmm. that with y'all and see what you guys think uh it's funny because when we first were trying to figure out how to do a podcast i think the idea of this was at least for me i see and tell me what you think ryan i didn't want to do something like this because i feel like everybody was kind of doing this but mm-hmm. now that we have our our niche we our, our our thing that we do with the storytelling um the idea of doing a news type episode for tales is is cool because now we have we have our thing you know we, we do our thing is cool but having the news thing is kind of fun too so again ryan you're totally right if, if story goes if you like this kind of thing let us know or if you don't let us know also um that feedback is super helpful but yeah so we both picked three stories each like ryan said that is six stories if you can't do math and we will go through them uh one by one kind of breaking it down um and hopefully you like it without further ado ryan would you like to start us on the first story that you brought to the table yeah, so the stories I brought are kind of, mine start off kind of small and then not super important to then like pretty big and meaning a lot to the video game world. So my first one is um, the Animal Crossing soundtrack. Animal Crossing is a game we both talked about a lot. It was a big part of it, at least especially for me, my quarantine experience, and they're coming out with a soundtrack. That being said, the soundtrack is seven CDs long. Um, it has all of the KK Slider songs, the entire discography, as well as music for every single hour of every single day on these seven CDs. And I, oh I don't know if you if you're looking at this article, Eric, but there's this like big beautiful box set that it comes yes, in. I saw that. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I have to say, like, music is one of the things. Like the the ska kind of really chill, jazzy um, <laughs> music just really does it for me. I remember before New Horizons came out, I would like put it on just while I was like hanging around the house and just listen to like. Like 8 p.m. just while I was walking around the house. And it was just like really, really relaxing. Um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's it's actually, I'm pretty sure it's releasing in Japan and it might make its way um, this way. Like it, it'll probably be on Amazon. You can get it that way. But it's it's really cool. Um, so that was that's my first news story is, is Animal Crossing soundtrack, seven CDs worth of Animal Crossing music. Ryan, you're going to regret this, I think, because someone's going to like edit you saying, I really enjoyed that ska <laughs> and put it on <laughs> every day. It's fine. I stand by that. I'm going to have to do it. I'll do like a press release. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Ryan's ska loving is not a part of our Tales yeah. endeavor here. Like, I don't agree with it. Do no, a hard do cut. It. No, it's so- it's just you by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at the the box set right now, and it's insanely cool. 
I just can't imagine. So say like say like your your mom who doesn't play Animal Crossing, or maybe does, but pretend like you know someone, a relative, an older relative, gets in your car, right? They don't play Animal Crossing, no idea what it is. You forgot the CDs in your car, right? Kick it comes on. and b just playing. Yeah. <laughs> K Ska, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you explain that? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought this seven disc box set. I mean, I, I sound like I'm ragging on it. I love Animal Crossing also, and I think it's such a cool thing. I'm looking at it now, it looks super cool. Um, I like the KK songs as well. And just the idea of kind of like, I at work will throw on uh, background music, a lot of like lo-fi mm-hmm. music on on YouTube. But the idea of just having Animal Crossing playing in the background of something, like it'd be cool like in a coffee shop, kind of just playing in the background as you're doing your thing, like it's kind of just ambiance, uh, kind of just playing in the background. So it's it just sounds very kind of nice and relaxing. And I mean, people love it. I mean, it's just crazy. Seven CDs. That's, <laughs> I don't even know when actually uses CDs anymore. My, yeah, no, I, that's I, I just actually got. <laughs> I actually just got, I forgot to, I forgot to tell you this, right? I'm going to learn, learn this live on with the story goers. I actually just got a new car, um, and oh, it doesn't have a CD player. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, oh, I forgot no. to tell you. <laughs> I forgot to mention that part, the, the life part. Uh, yeah. It was last week, so it totally like, it was just out of my mind. It's okay. um, but it doesn't even have a CD player, so I couldn't even listen to this if I wanted to in the car. This avoids the awkward situation. You'd have to uncle, like but. bring a Walkman. And like put the headphones in. I think it comes with like a, a set of KK slider theme headphone, or maybe a headphone case. I don't know. Who can oh, say? Oh, I think you're right. I see it right there, but I have no idea what. Yeah, it you could. Is. I think. I think maybe you. I don't think maybe it doesn't come with headphones. Maybe you could put your Apple headphones, whatever you use, if you're. You know what I mean. You could put your headphones in that case and just carry that around. I guess. Just carry and it plug around. it into what? I don't know. Who can say? There are so many people are using headphones. I don't know. <laughs> I just hope it's on like What's Spotify. It? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it has to be eventually. Or YouTube. Right? It'll this be is, on YouTube. It'll be definitely on YouTube. It probably already is on YouTube, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it says here that it has uh, seven CDs, custom albums to hold them, and what appears to be a KK Slider themed headphone case. So I guess I guess this article doesn't know either. <laughs> so yeah. whatever. Uh, this story I found on Verge, and it is by Ian Carlos Campbell, um, Soup's the name on Twitter. Um, they're the one who put this story together, the Animal Crossing New Horizons soundtrack. It has seven CDs worth of island vibes. Um, it's a really great um, article. I'm really excited about the the CDs. I also, I'm really curious what the price point will be, because I just have oh, no concept huge. of how much they're going to charge for something like this, but we'll see. It doesn't sound, I don't think it says here either how much it's going to cost. No, if you go to the Amazon um, page, it just says out of stock. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, and that's just sell out instantly. It, instantly. So cool. I think it's awesome. For the people who love Animal Crossing, yeah. I think they're going to love this. It's it's cool. That's super cool. Good story, Ryan. Good way to start off. Thanks. The, thanks, thanks, thanks. This, yeah. 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 Eric, you want to dive into your first story? Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. So my first story is a plea, really, to people to, to stop being mean. To stop being mean to people who don't deserve it. This article is uh, Deathloop has been delayed again to September 14th. And this is by, uh, oh God, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. This is from The Verge. Uh, and uh, it's by Chom Gardenberg. Chaim? Chom? Um, so Deathloop's been delayed once again. It's been delayed probably two or three times now. I think three. This article says two, but I'm pretty sure it's been three. Uh, times now to September 14th. Its original release date was holiday 2020. So <laughs> way off, way off. It was supposed to release with the PS5 release also. Um, 
And I feel like why I brought this up is that I feel like every time I hear about Deathloop getting delayed, people just destroy it in the comments or destroy like every time there's a trailer for people just really rag on it. And I get like, you know, we're seeing a lot of things happening in this game. It's like not so spoiler as it is like just give it to me at this point. But I just feel like it really sucks that Arcane Studios is getting such like a bad rap for these delays. And a lot of them is because of COVID. They're saying that COVID really hurt them with developing the game. But I think Arcane Studios has really shown that they are a good studio from the games that they've put out. Like, I mean, Dishonored 1 and 2, Prey, like just those three alone are just fantastic games. I really love, I mean, I've played Dishonored 1 like countless times, probably a good like 10 to 20 times doing like no death runs and just it's always such a great game things i'm always learning new things in these games and that's just how much detail arcane studios has put into these games and so that's why it makes me so excited for death loop but i'm just sad that it's such a bad rap and i'm really nervous it's not going to do well and what that's going to do to arcane um so i don't know i wanted to throw it out there it sucks that it got delayed again of course yeah i wanted it as soon as i could it was supposed to be released may 21st and now it's back to, to september 14th which is a huge delay huge but I would like to say, like, you know, I think we all can agree that delays suck, but delays are good. Because that yeah. they're not releasing a Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> 2077? Oh, no, what is it? Cyberpunk yeah, 2077. <laughs> yeah, it's 2077. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was going to say. I, th- I thought I was throwing a number out there. They're not releasing a Cyberpunk 2077 again. Uh, with all the bugs and jankiness that brought about. I didn't play it, but, like, you know, what we heard. So, yeah, I don't know. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on this like what your thoughts on arcane are or the are the games that they put out or whatever that may be yeah i i love arcane i mean i i've, I've played the time game and love them prey for me is one of my the best games ever that i've played i love prey so mm-hmm. much it's such a fun and complex and interesting game that lets you make some really cool choices and then at the mm-hmm. end of the game the, the reveal is really great i, I love arcane yes. i'm really excited to see what they do next and i just like you i think delays are always better than releasing unfinished games i think the challenge is always balancing like we need to get this out because we spent so much money on this or like we need to put this out we have to have like a good game and that's it's it's balancing those scales um but i mm-hmm. always think it's better to delay you're, you're going to win over a larger player base by um, stopping that delay. I mean, I think 77 still probably made their money back and they're doing okay. Oh yeah. But I, I just, as, as a, as a individual who consumes this media, I would much rather play a complete and finished proper experience than fight through, um, an unfinished one. I mean, I think with, even with Outriders, which I've been playing recently, has a bug in it that could wipe your inventory. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that just wow. all this work that you've been doing is just gone. And that's something that they, I think, just fixed. And it's been out for two weeks. So it's, it's. Oh, wow. I would much rather a game come out and not have, you have to, like, fight the game to play it than it be mm-hmm. in, in the right place. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think if they need more time, they need more time. And I hope they get it. I hope whoever their publisher is um, allows them to to have that time or if it's themselves i hope they have the financial stability to take that time yeah exactly and I, I just just you bringing all these things up reminds me of um metal, metal gear solid 5 i don't know if you played that mm-hmm. did you play that right no i didn't so um why that comes to my mind is that that um metal gear solid 5 was not finished completely at all it was like the ending was kind of just kind of just cuts off because kojima didn't have enough time and konami was like no you gotta get this out um, so instead of delaying it, it was just shipped out and great game, a lot of fun, but it didn't feel whole. And now it's the last like Kojima Metal Gear that's just not done. And it just feels like this bad taste in your mouth that, of what what it could have been. Um, I think details later came out of what the plan was and how cool it would have been 
if Kojima could have finished it. But yeah, so I think, and I think you're right. Once this game comes out, no one's going to remember these. No one is going to remember these delays because the game will be in their hands. They'll be enjoying it. So all those delays are going to be out of your mind. And, and you have a much polished and better game than the game that would have came out uh, May 21st. So yeah, I don't know. Just a PSA to not be a jerk towards <laughs> arcade. I don't know. Yeah. I have this weird love for them. I just think they're so good. I, I um, Dishonored is such a special game in my heart. For And Prey too. Prey, like you said, that ending is just like blew my mind. I was not expecting that at all. And Dishonored tells such a cool story in such a fun way. It really just makes you feel like you're a part of that world. I don't want to be a part of that world. That world is really sad and depressing. But man, it made me feel like a part of it. And it was really cool. So yeah. just overall, good studio. I think... It just it sucks that we can we don't like if Naughty Dog need to delay their games multiple times, which has happened in the past. No one really bats an eye at that. It's Naughty Dog. You know, you take your time as you take as much time as you need, Naughty Dog. You're the best. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Like CG Patrick Red, don't worry about it. Like Cyberpunk, you take your time. Even though they didn't, and they released it way too soon. <laughs> but Arcane Studios, you're kind of like lesser well known, even though you're great. Shame on you for <laughs> delaying your game twice. Like, how dare you? It's just it's not fair. But it is what it is. So. Yeah. All right, that was a ramble. Ryan, we are on to your next story. Yeah, yeah so um, this is a story I actually first saw on Twitter um, at the start of the week, and it's been kind of percolating over the week. And um, then at the end of the week, we got some information. But the article I'm referencing is on Overclock 3D, which I think that was originally, this, this story was broke by Bloomberg Japan. But when I was looking for it, this is the first article I found. It's by Mark Campbell. And it's about Square Enix. There has been rumors this week that Square Enix is, is possibly going to be bought out, or there'll be a merger between Ooh. them and a larger company. Um, this ki- came after the um, Bethesda, the um, Bethesda Zenimax merger or buyout, which was I think seven point five billion dollar buyout, which is oh insane. Um, but yeah, huge. so after that happened, there was rumors, and I think there might even been some paperwork that um, Square Enix is looking to kind of make some financial change but they've came out square enix has come out and said and square enix is the folks who make final fantasy um tomb raider um deus ex kingdom hearts just cause they published um outriders um for uh so like they they have a lot of really good games and they've been making games for a really long time so there's rumors that they were going to get bought out similarly to bethesda and zenimax and square enix has came out and saying nope that we're we're not gonna this merger isn't happening we are not looking to be acquired we're not looking to merge with anyone we're going to keep doing our own thing and we've received no offers um so that kind of squashes that idea there was there was a lot of back and forth on if sony was going to like buy up square enix or if microsoft was going to also buy up square enix so i think that was a really interesting oh, conversation no. um but yeah so what are have you did you see this story around at all eric did you know this was going on i did actually before we started uh recording i was on instagram really fast and i saw something that that like square enix says no to buy out and i was like what and then i didn't even look <laughs> into it but now it's all coming together for me if the idea of Square being bought out by somebody kind of makes me super sad, as Square is such a profound publisher developer uh, since my childhood with Final Fantasy, and when you brought that up to me, of all the games you listed, you forgot one that I thought was very profound for this last year, and that was Avengers. <laughs> oh, they did Avengers! I didn't even realize <laughs> they did Avengers. Yeah, yeah, they did Avengers. Unfortunately for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and so when I thought of that, I was like, yeah, like they probably lost a good chunk of change on Avengers, potentially. I think it was, a, well, maybe it wasn't a loss, but I know it wasn't received well. But then again, Final Fantasy VII did extremely well last year, or yeah, I believe last year. And now with the the DLC coming out very soon, I think this summer, I think, um, they're probably looking to do even better. So 
the idea of Sony buying my, I'm sorry, the idea of Sony buying Square Enix would make me happy because Square Enix is very much in my mind a PlayStation centric, you know, developer slash publisher. Uh, the idea of Microsoft buying them would break my heart, <laughs> and I would hate Microsoft forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in comparison, so Square is valued at like six point eight eight billion dollars. They bought wow. Bethesda for seven point five. So like it the also the amount of money like I, I don't know if people realize this but gaming is like worth twice the amount of music movies and TV combined. Um, it's an combined. obscene amount. Yeah, it's an obscene amount of money. Um, but yeah, they're they're valued at about six point eight billion dollars. So it, a buyout is a large amount of chunk of money. But somebody just paid more <laughs> for an yeah. equally as large and beloved studio. Um, that, that it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I'm glad um, at least that Microsoft seems to be not going to keep them to themselves um we'll see though mm-hmm. if that changes but yeah 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 but it's wild yeah for sure and like uh the idea of when microsoft announced that they were buying zenimax or what it's called which has bethesda part of it that i mean that broke the internet for the, the gaming industry that day yeah. like or i mean really for that like month like it's mm-hmm. crazy the idea that bethesda i mean they had their own like uh showcase in the summer for e3 and yeah. like they were doing their own thing like they're almost like um, they're almost like electronic arts in terms of like how big they're becoming and you know publishing all these games and developing all these games. They have Fallout, obviously, whatever. The point is, is like the idea that they were bought out is crazy. They is absolutely crazy. So, I mean, I would be worried about Square Enix because like those numbers in mind, like yeah, they could totally <laughs> be bought out. Like Sony can, Sony and Microsoft can pay for those easy, easy. I would hope if I had to pick. I would hope it was Sony that bought them. Give a preference. Uh, also Sony, but I think that's just because I again, like we both are biased in that we've we've kind of more gravitated towards Sony <laughs> systems. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and and these experiences I have always experienced on Sony. Like uh, I've always mm-hmm. only ever played Fallout games on on my PlayStation, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, PlayStation yeah. Five, hopefully someday. Um, but <laughs> so it's it, it'll be interesting to see how this changes as these companies start instead of start buying up and, and we see more of this monopolization of games what that's going to mean is it going to mean that square that zenimax uh, bethesda is going to have more freedom or is it going to mean they're going to have less it's, it's all kind of up in the air yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see i mean they say no now but now the blood is in the water right the idea is out there <laughs> yeah. so i mean you never know you never know what's going to happen if yeah Bethesda can be bought out. Anyone can be bought out. Yeah. Maybe not sure. Electronic Arts, but pretty much everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Eric, that's my uh, second story on uh, the Square Enix denying the merger acquisition. Um, what's yours? So my next one is uh, kind of a putting the puzzle pieces together and figuring out what's happening next in the newest iteration of, of Bioshock that is mm. being done currently by developer cloud chamber this is a story from uh joseph not nope oh my god that's your last name that's fantastic joseph nope that is amazing at ign and the title of the article is uh the next bioshock game is hiring writers for open world settings the next bioshock game hire hiring writer for open world setting did that in all the plurals before uh so yeah so uh developer cloud chamber is develop is developing the new Bioshock game and have listed a new job description for a senior writer uh, that kind of hints at where the franchise is going. And the job description says, uh, quote, 
applicants who can weave impactful character-driven stories in an open world setting. Uh, and they can also craft primary and secondary mission content. So why this is so important is that it states that it's an open world setting. And Bioshock is not, at least in the last three games, are not open world at all. Quite linear uh, in terms of where the story goes throughout the games. Uh, so the idea of it being open world is crazy. And then they've already stated that they were not going back to Rapture or Columbia. So this will be a whole new place. Uh, Ken Levine, the person who created Bioshock, he did one and uh, Infinite, will not be back. And many of the senior vets from the Bioshock games will be back. Uh, this says that, oh no, Hoagie de la Plante? Uh, served as the creative director for Bioshock 1 and 2. The original art director, Scott Sinclair, is reprising his role, uh, as is the Bioshock Infinite art team creative director. Wow, that's a mouthful. Jonathan Peeling is working as the design director for this new Bioshock game. So it sucks that Ken Levine's not back, but at least there's a lot of people who love Bioshock that have been a part of the series for a long time that are also working on this new iteration of it, which is cool. So yeah, the idea of it being open world is quite interesting uh, just because Bioshock has never been an open world game but the idea of it being open world is pretty cool because the setting is so important to all these other games to Bioshock 1, 2 and Infinite the setting is like its own character and that you're kind of traversing through so I don't know I'm excited for it to be open world I'm, I'm hopeful that this will be a cool game I love 1 I love Infinite I never played 2 that I've heard much about it, and I've heard a lot of people say that's really good, regardless of Ken Levine's not being involved in it. So, um, but Ryan, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Open world, is that weird to you? Yeah, I, it, it's always a challenge in games, that balance of open world and like a cohesive story, because as soon as you open the world up, you lose control of the narrative, right? Because you're allowing the player to make a choice as to where they go. So it's, it's really hard to make the story and the setting as gripping um, when mm -hmm. it's open world. I think it can be done in Breath of the World. I think it was done really well. That world felt really interesting and really immersive. So, But it, but it was a challenge to do. Um, so I, I'm like you, I'm hopeful that it would be, it'll be good and exciting. Um, I really enjoy open world games, even though I don't really have the time for them anymore. Um, <laughs> but it, it, Bioshock is, like you said, the, the settings are such a core part of that game. They are such a core part of not just the narrative, but of the, all the gameplay kind of revolves around it. It'll be interesting to see how they do that with an open world. I mean, I think for me, the, the ideal would be a small open world that allows you to explore. Maybe it's not as as vast and empty, um, that it's like dense, but we'll see. With with the with new hardware and new, um, uh, new hardware and new software, they're able to make things larger and also dense. So we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm always excited for more Bioshock. It'll be interesting without Kevin Levine at the helm. Um, but Bioshock 2, it, it, it didn't have kind of that same kind of, the story was very good, but it wasn't as kind of revolutionary and it wasn't as mind-blowing as kind of Infinite and the first Bioshock, where they really made you think about the world and they really took on an idea, not just like an idea of a game, but an idea of like how the world works and really fully explored it in a way. It'll be interesting to see how they do that, yeah. but I'm like you, I'm hopeful. Yeah, and like... I love Bioshock. It's one of my favorite franchises. And I think that's one of the reasons why that was our first game we ever covered on Tales. Is that we love Bioshock so much. Uh, and the way that Infinite ends, spoiler alert, just in case you've never played and you want to, like the going through the multiple lighthouses and seeing all the parallel worlds and understanding how just how vast this like universe is in this franchise. Um, and how it, how it ended up settling and the DLC that brought it all together with relating it back to Bioshock 1. It was just such a 
full circle thing. It was just so like beautiful, honestly, and well done. The idea of more Bioshock kind of scares me in a sense. I'm very excited for it. I'm excited to see what they can do with it. And that so many senior members of the original games are, are still part of the, the game design. But I think Ken Levine was a huge part of that. So I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic with, with what happens with this. So, yeah. But. Ryan, we have gone through two of our stories. We're on our last ones. Yeah. What is your last story that you'd like to cover? So uh, the third article I'm bringing is E3's twenty one twenty one schedule. This is on GameSpot by Gabe Gerwin. Um, E3 finally put out their schedule for this year. Um, and I was just talking with Eric that E3 last year was canceled. So this one, it looks like, is going to be digital. So we'll see what this yeah. looks like. I mean, E3 has always been something that I, as a person, have wanted to go to. But then I know it's just going to be a miserable experience once you're there, just waiting in line mostly for <laughs> two hours to play a 10 minutes demo. But just the idea of going to this yeah. place where, like, the new games are is, is so exciting. Um, but maybe we'll see what this what this is like because I think E3 has been kind of struggling as people have pulled out and done their own thing. And looking at the schedule, um, it's it's June 12th to the 15th, so it's actually a, a longer. We're doing more days. Um, oh no, just two days. I think it's usually two days. No, three days, right? 12. Yes, yeah, it's it's like yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see. the The schedule would be starting off with Ubisoft forward. So Ubisoft having their own thing. Um, I'm sure it'll it'll be a lot of Far Cry Six. Maybe some other stuff. I have no idea. What else? Maybe some more just Phoenix dance. rising. <laughs> just dance. They always do. Just dance. Um, always. And then the always. BC PC gaming show, which I don't know if you watched the digital PC gaming show last year, but it was very strange and very wild and very weird. <laughs> but it's fun. Um, there, I don't think there's a single game in the P3 PC gaming show that I was excited about last year. Um, and then <laughs> Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keeley, who we can never get enough of Jeff Keeley, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then Xbox and Nintendo will be there, but Sony won't. Um, mm-hmm. Sony is doing their own thing, which I think, and EA won't be there, which is also interesting. So it's right. It's just going to be Nintendo, Xbox, and those things. So we'll see what that looks like. I'm excited just to see some new games again. I think it's been a hard year for game developers because everyone is working from home and had to change, but those dates never changed, and a lot of people did. So it'll be interesting to see what this looks like, what this E3 looks like. All digital I'm excited for, but I think my my E3 experience has always been all digital. Um, so we'll see, <laughs> yeah. see what that feels like. But Eric, what are your, what are your, uh, are you excited about E3? Um, how different do you think it'll be? What, what are your, what are your memories of E3 or what, how are you feeling? I mean, I have a special place in my heart for E3 growing up. Like it was always exciting. Uh, it always happened in the summer. I try to plan my schedule around especially like Nintendo, Sony's press conferences, even Xboxes if I could. Xboxes is always not my... I used to have Xbox and I just never was super into it. And like Halo was kind of my only go-to. Gears of War maybe with my brother. But yeah, so I would always make sure I can see Nintendo and Sony's and I would get so excited. Like it's always such a hype moment like that. When Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, it was like one of the, the best times I remember in recent history with E3 or when God of War was announced. Yeah. Um, how crazy that the audience like just went. It was, it was so exciting to hear. But I think with the way the world is working now and how things are going, E3 is kind of dying out in terms of the, the need for it. Like, I mean... I mean, we've seen with the PlayStation State of Play how well they can do their presentations now. And I think the biggest difference between that and like the E3 presentations is how cringy the E3 presentations can be. They can be so rough to sit through because these poor people who have no experience being on a stage 
are trying their best, and I'm not knocking them at all. I would do this. I would do just as poorly, if not worse. <laughs> you know, are going on stage and trying their best to read a prompter in front of millions of people watching them, and like a lot of times it's not landing. But with like a state of play, or even the Nintendo uh, showcases, or whatever they're called, uh, I'm sorry, Nintendo Directs, um, we've seen how you know you just do a quick intro, you do the the trailer, and how hyped that is compared to what we were getting at E3. So. I, it's cool that E3 is back. I'm not going to say we shouldn't get it because I think it helps a lot of developers and people who are interested. Um, I think it's cool that it's all digital just because of the way the world is right now with COVID. Um, but we'll see. I Again, PlayStation, I think, is showing that we don't need E3 anymore, which is really sad. Um, Xbox is, for whatever reason, or Microsoft, for whatever reason, is... It's weird. They're like standing on the soapbox, like proclaiming, like, yes, we will, we will stay with... We'll stay with E3. We'll be <laughs> there for E3. And it's like, I don't know why you're dying on this this hill for E3. Yeah. I, I, it's not making you look, at least not in my eyes, maybe I'm wrong, but it's not making me look like Microsoft's any better than Sony for st- sticking around for E3. And Nintendo's like, I think Nintendo's just like, I'll show up if I need to. You know, like, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Nintendo's like the cool kid in the back you don't really ever talk to, but they just, you know that they have like a lot of knowledge about stuff. Like, they could probably kill you and you just don't, you know, you just don't want to talk to them. They're kind of weird. Yeah. Um, that's how I see Nintendo. But, you know, actually, I don't know. I'm going on a whole thing. EA, I don't really care about. Yeah, <laughs> I think same. EA has such a bad rep. And it's just, um, I mean, I if they announced, um, if if EA announced Jedi Fallen Order 2, I'd be pretty hyped for that. I'd be really excited to see that happen. But that's about it. I'm not into FIFA. I'm not into Madden. And, and you, we've seen semi-recently how just, they're all money hungry, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But just how poorly money hungry EA is and their loot boxing mm-hmm. gimmick scheme and, and how they try to like work around how it's not like gambling for kids, even though it clearly is gambling for kids. And that just feels really gross. So I have no sympathy for EA. I'd be okay if they didn't show up anywhere, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It sounds rough, but like it's true. It really is true. Um yeah. They're all bad, don't get me wrong, but EA just feels like the worst for some reason. <laughs> they feel extra dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I'm happy it's back. I, I'm hopeful that maybe maybe this will lead to something good. Maybe this all digital thing will show us that, you know, we can have uh, the same like Sony state of play esque presentations, but in a fun E three way. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'm. I am thinking that Halo will be pushed back yet again. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably. probably, there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be interesting because uh, now also with the um, consuming of Bethesda, but I think pretty sure the last E3 Bethesda had their own showcase. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just gonna bolster. It'll be interesting to see if if they show some Elder Scrolls, if they show a new Fallout. Oh, people are gonna lose their minds if they show some more Elder yes. Ring, which people are super hyped about. Um, which is yeah. the um, whatever it's called but still the the game of thrones dude is helping right so it'll be it'll be interesting oh yeah 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 um but i think like you i i for the people who've pulled out of e3 they just no longer see the benefit in having to conform to whatever schedule and there's always this like really intense competition between whose showcase was better when instead if you're not part of e3 you can just like wait until xbox's showcase finishes and then release your state of play an hour later and just like pull all this theme right you mean you don't have to conform to whatever is going on and you're better able to communicate what you want to communicate in a more meaningful way i think so yeah we'll see i'm waiting for the day that xbox goes up and or vice versa someone goes up and then 
the other person's like, I'll plan my press conference the same time as yours. <laughs> or maybe like an hour yeah. later. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. That's going to be so... That's going to be so much shade thrown. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait. I can see Phil Spencer just flipping his table over in anger. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happened to him. <laughs> or Shuhei Yoshida just throwing, you know, throwing his table. I don't know. I... I, I will say I, I what I'm most excited for for this E3 is the announcement. I'm sorry, that's already been announced. More information on Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I Nintendo. need more Zelda. The last uh, Nintendo Direct that gave us absolutely nothing on that was so dis- <laughs> it was, it was Zelda's like what 30th anniversary I think something like that, and it, we got literally nothing for it. I was like, here, have this. I mean, Skyward Sword's cool. Don't get me wrong. We got we got a Skyward Sword uh, you know announcement. That's great. I'll probably play it too. But I was looking for way more. I've been jonesing to play Wind Waker again. I haven't played Wind Waker in forever. Oh, such a good one. And I, I just want it so bad. I just want to sail in the ocean with my talking boat and just <laughs> play it. And I can't. And it's all <laughs> Nintendo's fault. And I just want it. And they won't release it. I don't know why. When they do, it'll be $60. <laughs> for the next 50 years, it'll be $60, if not more. And then, and then when the new console comes out, the Switch 2.0... It won't be re-released again for those 60 <laughs> yeah. years. Again, so you have to keep your Switch. Yeah. Nintendo makes no sense at all to me. And but somehow they, but somehow it works. I don't know. Are you looking forward to any games uh, for E3 this year in particular? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always excited to see more Elder Scrolls stuff. I'm excited for that. Um, there's, I mean, with Nintendo, just to see what else is coming, I would love some more Animal Crossing stuff. Um, like you, A New mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild would be really great. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of the gaming I do is on is on PlayStation, so a lot of that a lot would be the Sony Direct, but maybe from Xbox, yeah, I would really just love to see some stuff from Bethesda because I haven't played a Bethesda game in quite some time, and I really love those games so much, and they were such kind of a core part of my gaming experience that I can kind of want more of that. Um, we'll see. The PC gaming show in the past has has just been really cheesy and mostly full of indie titles, which are great, and I love that they're getting that platform. But yeah. there are just so many games on PC that I just cannot keep track of. Um, no. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes out. There's nothing like I'm super excited for. We got an Assassin's Creed this year. We probably will maybe get a, maybe we'll get some info on the DLC that was supposed to come out this spring. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where you go to Ireland. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but there's nothing. Nothing I'm super excited about. But I mean, we did just talk about games you're most hyped for 2021, and I'm sure they'll talk about all of those games. Hopefully, at the at one of these showcases. But I don't remember any of those games at this moment because I'm full of COVID. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Good plug, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, you can find it in our back now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, do the plug. Yeah. If you're interested to know what we're excited about for 2021, check out our 2020 episode. And those are the games, Eric. I want to see if this should be. <laughs> Perfect. I, I can't. We'll I take that cut. Cut the first part out. Just <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> but, Eric, what is your last story you brought for us? So, my last story is one that came out pretty recently. This, yeah. one, this article is dated the 9th of April. This is by, again, this person's name who I'm going to butcher. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Chom Gartenberg. But this is also on The Verge. The article is called, uh, Sony is reportedly remaking The Last of Us for PS5 as it changes big hit. I'm sorry, as it chases big hits. Uh, the article kind of goes into the fact that Sony is planning, rumored to be planning, a original The Last of Us uh, remake using the gameplay and graphical improvements that were introduced in The Last of Us Part Two. And I've been hearing a lot about people talk about this, 
and their dismay because it sounds like Sony's really putting all of their chips into their first party development while smaller, less lucrative passion projects are kind of pushed to the wayside. They're not really important, supposedly in their mind. So, and it kind of sucks because there's so many good games that can benefit from remakes that aren't The Last of Us. I mean, we, I mean The Last of Us is from, the, the remaster was from 2014. So it was first released in 2013, remaster came out in 2014. I mean, and the game looks great still. Like, yeah. does it look as good as game right, games right now? No, of course not. Like, it came out for the, P, uh, the PlayStation 3. So no, of course not. But it still looks great. I don't understand why Sony would want to do this. I mean, okay. <laughs> I definitely know why Sony wants to do this. <laughs> There's so many other great games that would benefit from this. Like, for me personally, Infamous needs to come back. The original Infamous and Infamous 2. Those games are absolutely fantastic. And a remake of those would be... I would I would lose it. That would be amazing to me. I also have never... I saw this on... Um, I didn't watch it, but on Kind of Funny's uh, talking about this. They had like a clip their clip art of their video, they had Metal Gear Solid on there. And I was like, yeah, I would, I've never gotten to play the original Metal Gear Solid. I would love a remake of that. To, to play that and kind of get that experience I never got before, I'd be totally there. So, I don't know. It's very concerning that Sony's going this route. I mean, it also came out too, and the article mentions, mentions this at the bottom, that Sony Bend um, Studio, the people who made Days Gone, uh, pitched their sequel and they got rejected. And actually were put on to helping Naughty Dog with a multiplayer project and a new Uncharted game. And supposedly, the article states that Ben's leadership team was so concerned about being absorbed into Naughty Dog and just becoming a part of Naughty Dog that they asked to be removed from the project and they are now working on their own game. Oof. So, <laughs> I mean, that's super telling too. Yeah. Like, that's not good. That's, can you imagine Ben asking Sony to be removed from a Naughty Dog game out of fear of just being absorbed? That's, I mean, that speaks a lot. It's, it's, yeah. it's scary. I mean, scary for them. Like, I didn't get to play Days Gone. You know, I think it's free right now. I, I, I think actually, which I, I totally should yeah. pick that PlayStation up. PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play it, but I, mean, I, I know people. Some people really liked it. I know it was kind of like a mixed bag of things, but um, Bend is a good studio. So I don't know. I hope this is actually not what's happening, but I wouldn't be surprised either. So, I don't, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always hard when um, Sony is looking to kind of... I mean, the the Naughty Dog has, has repeatedly like given them games that have been incredibly successful and, and won incredible amounts of awards. I think that doesn't mean you don't support those other studios because at one point Naughty Dog was one of those smaller studios. And right. like you, Days Gone wasn't a game that clicked with me, but new IPs are always good. I think the more new IPs we have, the more games people can play i think the better the more kind of people mm -hmm. platforms people have i do not think we all need to be playing the same game sort of i think that's like what's best for the industry um right. and and enforcing um studios to do certain things never feels good i think that's just part of that culture and part of how obviously that's how how the world works where if if your boss tells you to do something you sometimes have to do it but yeah, I, I don't, and like you, The Last of Us looks really good, and it is a beautiful game as is. I do not think it needs a remake, um, but it's a really easy way to make a bunch of money. Um, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, but I, I just think let studios make things they're passionate and excited about, and you're going to get really good games, and might not right away, and it might take some time, but you're going to get some really good games, I think. And yeah, Bend is, is a good studio, um, and I wish they had gotten some 
uh, I think wish they'd gotten some more love, got to do the thing they wanted. Uh, luckily, it looks like maybe they're going to work on something. Hopefully, it's something they're as excited about as Days Gone. Yeah, yeah, I, and, yeah. It's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. I think I don't know. Maybe I will go back to Days Gone after I grab it from PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus. I'm sorry. Um, it's free right now, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer, and I feel like I almost feel like Night Dog is being too big. Like it's almost getting too big. Especially after yeah. all the reports that came out about the development of The Last of Us 2 and how rough it went with all those people leaving, if that is true. Um, that's just, yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth and, and how poorly people were treated on that project and then how many awards it won. It was kind of like a yeah. great game. Great, I, I really liked The Last of Us Part 2, but it's also a game I don't plan on going back to for quite a while. It is a huge downer <laughs> to say the least yeah. <laughs> great game i didn't kill any dogs either i'm very proud of myself for that Good job. took many tries many tries <laughs> to do that uh, i just couldn't do it i couldn't kill them um oh, well okay well sometimes you have to but the ones i didn't have to i did it and i felt <laughs> very proud of myself so that's all that matters um but besides that point i and i feel like a hypocrite a little bit because i know that if the last of us came out the remake came out tomorrow i would <laughs> struggle yeah, to not buy it let's be honest i mean it's a great game if it looked better then yeah it's hard to say no to that i don't know would you buy it i see it came out tomorrow right would you would you buy it probably yeah i mean i think yeah. it's it's really unfortunate that uh, i mean uh, it, yes it's, it's unfortunate <laughs> that they but they know that it will do well because they know people yeah. love that game and want more of it and Certainly, you're not going to get more Last of Us Part Two anytime soon, but so let's give you this experience you've already had. And like you've said, these two games together tell kind of one very good story. They on their own they tell good stories, but but it's just unfortunate that um, that yeah I don't know. It's yes I would, but it I I, yeah. I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> You'd be really pissed off. I'd be really know. angry while I was doing it. <laughs> curse you sony for making me do this <laughs> yeah i mean killing it, clickers <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate <laughs> and hopefully as time goes on more of these studios will get some more autonomy um and maybe ability to decide the things they want to do or at least have their workers not be in terrible conditions but that's how yeah, things are right now unfortunately but unfortunately i mean it, it's just so crazy that like Everyone's backlogs are huge, I imagine, right now. I mean, I'm sure the pandemic helped in, for a lot of people. It didn't really help me. I should have probably put more time into that if I really wanted to um, with catching up with my backlog. But, you know, it just sucks that, that this is... A lot of people support the kind of craziness that is game development right now and how unhealthy it is. I I would say I don't support it. And if I, if I had to wait twice as long to get games, I would be okay with that. There's so many games out there right now. That I would be happy to go back to and replay again. Um, a lot of times I don't go back to because there's a new game coming out that I want to play so badly that that one I've already played kind of gets put on the back burner. So I would love an excuse to, to want to go back to these old games and play them again and not have that like desire to play the newest one. Um, that always plagues me a lot for some reason. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sucks. I will say the only real positive for us, Ryan, if this does happen and a remake does happen and we just feel lazy one week, we can just take our audio from the original <laughs> Last of Us we'll just put remake with it and just re-release it. You know, Bam, got it. Yeah, Bam, we'll perfect. <laughs> Same <laughs> story. <laughs> we'll add a sound effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll make we'll make our voices sound just slightly better than they were before. Yeah. We'll yeah. improve. That's how we improve our graphics. We'll improve the uh, I did quotation marks. Yeah. You can't see that. I did it for Ryan. Uh, but yeah, so that's how, that's how it will go. It'll be great. I mean, really, this benefits everybody. 
everybody. Let me think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that is that is our stories that we covered today. Um, we hope you like this episode. If you know, this is always something that we would be happy to do more of if you guys enjoyed it. It's our first run through, also, so give us a break. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, if we ever get to the point where we want to do like a Patreon one day, and you think this would be something cool to like spend a buck on? Let us know. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah. We'd be happy to do that. Or if you just want it in general, you don't want to spend a buck. <laughs> I'm blaming you. <laughs> Money's tight. Um, but, and as always, please, if you have any thoughts, feelings, or perspectives, let us know at talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Comment on our posts. Let us know what you think. And we'd be happy to share those thoughts and feelings. And you can earn a sticker, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Our stickers are great. They're great. Not, I'm not gonna not gonna lie to you. I stuck another one at Starbucks. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like doing it, and I do. <laughs> I, I feel like this will come back to bite me one day. But for now, present present Eric is happy. Future Eric could be pretty upset. <laughs> but we'll, saying that we'll cross that bridge. Well, you know what? Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah. So I won't be able, I won't be the only one going down. There's plenty of stickers on that pole. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you, we're all going down if, if I go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Ryan, I hope you feel better. I hope, yeah, I, thank I hope you. you. I hope so, too. I'm, yeah. we're, I'm, I'm feeling much better than I was this morning. So, um, hopefully that Good. continues. Yeah. And story goes, if any of you have gotten your first or second shots and you're feeling crummy, hopefully hopefully listening to us has made you feel better and yeah. hopefully you're just feeling better in general. It's, it's a wild ride, that second shot. Yeah. I napped five times in one day when I got that shot and then the next day i was fine first day i was dead next day i was fine super weird feeling yeah (laughs) Yeah. super weird yeah but as always hope you're doing well and we will see you in the next episode Bye. bye